Good morning, good morning, good morning. Before I pray, I want to share another dream. I was at this young boy's home, and he apparently to live in the country, somewhere like Alabama, Montana, somewhere like that. And his father appears to be a drunk who abuses his two sons. The oldest is like maybe 15, the youngest maybe like 10. And he backhanded his son with a metal plate and split his forehead. But it's not the first time he did that. He abuses his sons all the time. They don't have nowhere else to go. And they are afraid to even leave. But the oldest son is on the urge of killing his own father to protect his young brother. He don't care about himself. He cares about the protection of his young brother. Because he abuses him too, physically. The mom is not there. I don't know what happened to the mom. It's a single father. And the living environment is very less fortunate for him to live in. And the reason why I shared that dream that God shared with me because I declare and decree right now that it will not come to pass. That shall never happen in Jesus' name. But before I pray, I want you to realize that not even just this dream that God has shared me was on his heart currently. There are so many children out there who either been physically abused, sexually abused, or who are currently. And we have to pray because we can't ignore their cry because our Father God hears their cry. See, when we ask God to use us to be a blessing, God will show you ways on how to be a blessing. I'm just revealing to you the ways that he put in me and he's sharing with me, but I know he also share with you. We got to take our thoughts off of ourselves. It's okay to pray for yourself. Do not get me wrong or misconstrued. What I'm saying is the more you begin to pour your heart upon people, Caring more for people, interceding for people. That's why having the free gift of Holy Spirit is so important. It's not just to shout and run around. Holy Spirit intercedes for you. He leads you and tells you what is and what's not and where to go and where not to go. He shows you through God's Spirit the hidden things. See, a lot of times we don't pray for what we don't see. So if you don't see kids being abused around you, you won't even think to lift that up in prayer. But when you speak in your heavenly language, your Holy Spirit knows. Ever since I keep reciting the Lord's Prayer and I stick with the verses, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Those are very important words. Thy kingdom is here. His will is being done in and through your life. 
on earth as it is in heaven. The transformation that's taking place in our lives are on earth as it is in heaven. The blessings, the breakthroughs, the miracle signs and wonders. But a lot of our miracle signs and wonders to us is only benefits ourselves. And that's not what God means by miracle signs and wonders. That's what God means to you when it comes to abundance. Miracle signs and wonders is not about you. It's about other people. Allowing God to step in on their behalf. Turned around doctor's reports. People get receiving jobs for a better source of income for God being their provider. More souls coming into the church. Christ said, those are miracles. Whenever someone come and say, what must I do to be saved? He said, that's a miracle. Not you getting a 20 to a $100,000 car. That's prosperity. That's wealth. That's not miracle signs and wonders. You're supposed to be attraction to wealth. Hallelujah. We got to meditate more on the scriptures. Wealth and riches are in my home. Therefore, you are an attraction to wealth. But that's not the miracle signs and wonders that's going to come to pass in your life. There are so many children. And God, when you align with God and say, you know what, God, what's on your heart? What's on your mind? And he shares to those who have a passion for it. I don't want God to look at any of us any longer and see some of us with a passion to serve and not all of us. I don't want God to look at us and see some of us with a passion to increase in our own affairs, but not a passion to see someone else's life elevated. I don't want God to look at any of us and see some of us believe and then some of us who just don't believe. Because last time I recall, Christ didn't give his life for some of us. He gave his life for all of us. Everything that I do now, everything that I watch on TV, every encounter that I have when it comes to people, God is revealing things to me in order to pray for things we ought to pray for in this right now season that we are in. And let me tell you what's on God's mind right now. Praying for children who are in a home with abusive parents. And I mean, have the, have, having to get stitches, but lying about what happened to them and still got to go back into that environment. But want to make a cry for help, but afraid to. So used to getting beatings and no one is paying attention, especially those now since they are at home. My God, 
There's no school opening right now in most places. So these kids are at home in that abuse all the day long. They're afraid to cry out because they're so threatened by that parent who was there only to love them and take care of them, not abuse them and neglect them. And that's why people grow up wanting to murder and kill and destroy because that's how they feel inside. And then he allowed me to see another thing that God says on his mind currently. There are so many men who fathers are currently disowning them or have disowned them due to their sexual preference. Because their son has this thing where they, they challenge with dating the same sex. And the fathers are they're embarrassed by it and they're ashamed of their sons because they didn't raise them to be that way. And a lot of them are afraid of what people might say and think. So they disown their sons. They tell them to leave out the country, leave out the state, go live somewhere else, get out my house. Don't call me anymore. See, God shows me everything. Well, not everything. He shows me what he needs to show me. When I say everything, I mean he showed me everything about how he feel in this situation. Because the the guys who's been disowned by their fathers already being challenged with their sexuality. There is no guy on this planet as a little boy will ever say out their mouth as a little boy that I want to be with another little boy. It's a challenge that they're facing. And some are battling very hard with it. Those who are not embracing God with a relationship with God are actually being attacked in that area. But while they're going through that, we as people, as walking in love, shall not have them feel less than how God allows them to feel. Because God still loves them and they are still God's children. They already been challenged with their sexuality. No one wants to come out and tell their family. And most importantly, their father. So now your father disowned you, who you grew up loving. Who you know only as your dad. And he tell you don't want nothing to do with you because you're challenged with dating the same sex. Now you out there alone, but you still keep in touch with your mom. And that's for some moms who don't listen to the, the, the husbands that say, keep, cut them off. Now they're out there alone, scared and confused. And God sees that. That's not walking in love when we place prejudgment calls on people. There's no homosexuality in heaven. Therefore, it shouldn't be here on earth. But why is here? We should pray. And not disown them. But embrace them even more. Love them even more. Christ never mentioned. Bride and bride. Groom and groom. He said bridegroom. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Because of the homosexuality. We know that. 
But we cannot open our mouths so quickly to place judgment calls on these people who are also our brothers and sisters in Christ. Christ gave his life for them. We owe no man nothing but to love them. Not talk about them. Not disown them. Not cast them out. Hallelujah. And these young boys and men walking around feeling like they have to have a whole new life and a whole new identity. Go live somewhere else. Make friends. Or they're afraid to stay where they are because of people what they're going to say and think. God don't want us to be like that. He don't need our help to tell people what they're doing wrong. He wants to love on them. Anyhow. Anyhow. And then the world try to label people and say, well, it's better for a woman to be a lesbian than a man to be a homosexual. It's no different. But the sex is a female to a male. A female is more acceptable to make wrong decisions as well versus a man. It all sounds like a bunch of garbage. But in spite of all that's taking place, we continue to pray and continue to love. No man should have to come to church even if he dressed like a woman and feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you know how important it is when God wake you up straight out your bed, give you time to rededicate your life, and then put things straight on your heart to talk about. We can't say we love and don't love. A lot of us are still acting like Pharisees and not even aware. So religious. Like people saying, they said to Christ, how can you heal on a Sabbath? Or how can you pick food out the field on a Sabbath? You shouldn't be working. Are you serious? But those same people from Monday through Friday, Sunday through Friday, do all these evil acts, prejudgment, disrespect, neglect, but then wait till one day to make it holy? And it's not even holy. It's judgmental. And God give us these examples by using these testimonies in the Bible on what to do and what not to do. Don't be so religiously thinking. She shouldn't come to church with that dress on. She shouldn't dance like that in church. People have a bad a, a, a bad vibe about going to church. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to give all my money. Because there are so many people who are out there who have wronged people in church. And they find it difficult to trust again in that place. You're going inside of a building filled with people you don't know to express your love. 
and open your heart up to the things you want to change in your life. You're pouring yourself out in front of strangers. And yet someone comes to you and try to prejudge you in the midst of you receiving healing? That means they, they need the healing themselves. But everyone that is strong to feel standing and rooted. So they uproot themselves and run and storm out and go somewhere else. Instead of being what God called them to be because of one person's ignorance. I'm so over. I never had it in my heart to ask God for cars and ask God for houses. I desire those things, but I don't ask for that. I don't focus on that. I want to embrace more of the kingdom. I want to know what it's like to be aware of who I am for real. What is it like to walk around as a child of God with the awareness of knowing I'm a child of God and begin to meditate on the things that Christ promised us and God promised us due to Christ getting up on the third day, which we got up on the third day. So what do I have a right to now because of that taking place? Because I'm not going to live my life as if it's still been crucified when it has been resurrected. If God say on earth as it is in heaven, I need to embrace the kingdom. It's so important that I sit and meditate. Why did Christ say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? That's very important. See, when he said it to them, they didn't understand what he was talking about. And some of us today still know what he's talking about. Thy kingdom come. Invite the kingdom into your territory, into your into your heart, into your life. You should be able to see the kingdom when you open your eyes. You living on earth physically, but residing in the kingdom of heaven spiritually. You had two places at one time. So while I'm walking on this earth, I'm with the kingdom. I'm in the kingdom. That's the vision. That's the prayer I'm praying for. Now I'm grabbing a hold to what's in the kingdom to bring it down here on earth. Hallelujah. Because I feel like greater works to me is that no one will have to say they have the symptoms of cancer, of AIDS, of any sickness and disease. No one will have to say they're broke, they're angry, they're without. That's my prayer. That's my, that's my hunger to God. That no one be without. Because Christ died for us all. I'll never forget. I, I was on a train. Ministering the love of God. And out of nowhere. All these men dressed like women. Just held me so tight. God. They held me so tight. And they said. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Because we need it. 
God put in my heart a couple of years ago to go stand on a corner with some prostitutes and not even say a word until they say a word. Daring one of them to ask me, what am I doing here? Because I'm praying that you can receive a financial breakthrough where you don't have to be out here. I don't want you to sell your body anymore. And that will make them feel like, who is this woman come from out of nowhere who don't know me? Who prayed that I received a financial breakthrough where I could stop selling my body? You know when I went to the Capitol the day after that attack? That wasn't easy to do. It wasn't easy to do. Because a lot of people were getting hurt by this mob. They call it a mob. A, a racist mob at the time. And here I am coming down there when they filled with hate with signs of love. And togetherness. And God had me stand right near the Capitol. As far as we can go. And I couldn't believe how many people were taking pictures and recording. And just asking us questions and all kinds of things. And then we got some. You could tell the ones who were on Trump's side. They were just quiet. But the thing is when they saw the words that say God bless America. It brought them back into a place of remembrance. What are we doing? Why are we tearing down our own country? Because of hate? This is not right. That's the looks I got for some of the people who were on Trump's side. What I'm doing is not right. She's right. God bless America. We're in trouble. We never done nothing like this. We never stormed into a monumental building with violence. Because a president afraid to admit he lost. Or whether he was cheated, it doesn't matter. Keyword in the sentence, God, God, God. What's on American money? In God we trust. With the Abraham Lincoln quote, divided we fall, united we stand, divided we fall. That's what America is based upon. That's why many people want to come here for the opportunities that we have to provide here. It's freedom. We have freedom here. We have a statue of liberty. We have a liberty bell. We have the resources for you to grow financially. America is provided with so many opportunities. Even though it was, it was built upon a lie and deception. Somewhere, somehow, someone made good of it. And his name was Abraham Lincoln. He had slaves. He was a slave owner. But he also decided to free them. Because God put it in his heart to do that. But I wonder why am I thinking this way. But I can't sleep at night until these slaves become free. 
And yet we still thinking back in slavery days. Every time we get a, a Black History Month or Mother King's birthday, things like that, we take the opportunity to try to destroy the purpose of the holiday. It's to rejoice and be glad because they had civil rights movements. And because of that, look what we have today. A, a, a minority as a vice president and a woman. Hallelujah. Talking about putting Harriet Tubman face on a $20 bill in 2028, 26. It may be before then. Because no one knew but the people who actually got the, the real story on how this woman kept escaping from Merlin all the way to Philadelphia. And had to eventually leave Philadelphia to go to Canada. You know what I mean? People, she, that is not an easy mission. There was no car, no cell phone. She barely had any food. And she's on feet for all those days. And then going back when she's free to go get others. Come on, somebody. You are worth being on the $20 bill to me, baby. You are worth it. That was a that was a passion she had. She had a passion for freedom. She was gifted. Many other slaves had a passion for freedom and got caught. Like Kunta. Got his foot cut off. None of them got caught, but she didn't. Because she had a personal, not saying the others didn't, but it showed that her personal relationship with God has drawn her to an assignment from God. She was graced. She was in the face of evil and yet it couldn't touch her because she was grace. God had a shield of protection over her. Walking into a river that not even know how deep it is to cross the other side and come to find out it didn't get no deeper past her waistline. So I say all this this morning to say to us, Open up your heart a little bit more and become a little bit more merciful towards the things that you see. Because it's not okay to think that something is not right when it comes to someone else's decision making. When all we have to do is pray and still love them. You think God going to tell you to forget about those who are walking in sin? When Christ said among sinners, we no longer have to be sinners anymore. And a lot of people are not aware of that. That's why when you have an encounter with God, you have to share that. And ask God, what am I here for? Show me my purpose. It may you may think you're here for something and you're you only I'm just trying, just please understand what I'm saying this morning. Tap into your gifts. 
Because you are more gifted than you can ever imagine. That's what I'm saying. It's so much more to your giftings. It's so much more. Because it's heaven on earth and it's always much more in heaven. I pray that you embrace this day. Spend some time with God. I don't care how long. Just spend some time and just ask God. God, show me why I'm here. I receive it, God. See, God, show me why I'm here. Hallelujah. God cares about every single one of us. And you know what gets me all the time? Is that he's always watching. He's always watching. The things that we say out of our mouth. The things that we do. How we treat people. Like before I went to bed. I read Matthew 25. The whole chapter. And the last part I was at was. The three, the three servants. Down to that man who. Try to bury Christ's money. Well, try, I mean, try to bury the king's money. Where's well, Christ's money? Try to bury it to save it and try to blame the king as if because he wasn't plowing good or doing what he's supposed to do, he wouldn't have reaped the, reaped the harvest. So he gave him back exactly what he gave him. The other man, one made what? I think $100 and made another 100 Well, whatever, however much money they had, they doubled it, except for the third one. He decided to hide it. And they cast him out and took the bag. <laughs> God, and that's what Christ began to say. So many words. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was sick, you healed me. And so many of you understand what I'm saying. Please get what I'm saying. I'm paraphrasing, but it might be, you know, there's that scripture, but I just embraced it really much last night. So I need to meditate on that more. And he said, you have shown, you have done to me what I have done unto you. You have shown it to people what I've done unto you. What you do to people, you do unto me. Thank you. <laughs> so we got to be kind, we got to be mindful of that. How we treat people is how we treat Christ. But God showed me how the father backhanded his son with that metal plate. And all he was doing was fixing some, fixing some cake. He was just fixing cake for him and his brother. And the father come and try to destroy the whole moment. Take pieces off what they put on there. Just being nasty for no reason. And then backhand the boy. Blood all over his face. And I think God had the power from God. To declare a decree that should never happen and it won't. So I ask God, show me more. Show me much more of what's taking place. Or what's aligned up to take place. That we can declare a decree that it shall not take place. Show me more of these sudden tragedies. Or these hidden endeavors. It's no way. It's no way you can walk with God and mistreat people. 
no way. So what they choose to live like that? It's their choice. Not yours. Your only choice is to love them. And how you treat them is how you treat Christ. Hallelujah. I'm not going to spend this day focusing on the wrong that's going on. My focus this morning is embracing more of heaven to release it more of here on earth. Because I don't want no one to be without. My love walk was really tested when I came across this woman who I grew up hating. Because I did everything as a child to want to be like this girl. I wanted to hang with her, act like her. I just thought she was a very unique person to want to be like. But she was so mean. And so many words. A fight broke out. Huge fight that dragged her under the car. And ever since then, when I found out what she wanted to do to me, or have people do to me, she wanted to have these guys come and sleep with me so she can have something from them. And when I found out, a big fight broke out. And I grew up hating her because of that, because I, I did so much to be her friend. I give her my money. I give her the best things I have just so she could be my friend. And she used that and she took advantage of that. She never had no intentions of even ever being my friend. How old was I, what, 12? And then when I saw, I always grew up saying, if I ever see her again, that's how I grew up, if I ever see her again, it's over. And I saw her this year on the bus. I was ministering. Even with her face mask on, Holy Spirit said, that's her. When I first saw her, anger began to arise. And then I thought about it. I said, no. You're my sister. Forgive me for being angry. But I love you. I saw her twice that day in two different locations. And I was ministering both times. We can say we forgive all day and night, but when you confront it face to face on the opportunity that you once grew up knowing that what you was going to do once you get it, and you have a change of heart because you've been changed. Hallelujah. Father, this morning, I my prayer is is to say to you that you see everything. You see the truth in everything. Whether we try to cover it up or put a mask on, you see our truth. And there are a lot of us that are dressed up. There are a lot of us that are dressed up, God. And don't even walk in love. 
but they know how to quote all the scriptures about it. I'm not praying to beat them up. I'm praying that they embrace it. Embrace your love. Not as amongst themselves and their family, but all humanity. Love has no boundaries. Love has no limits. It doesn't choose who to love and who not. Love is wise. Love is understanding. Love is very wise. Love leads you to higher places. Kick out all of the hate. Kick out all of the hate. All of the negativity. No more negativity. No more even saying anything negative. Not even looking to see if someone else is saying anything negatively. Father, we embrace your love. Love is bold. Love is not ashamed. Love is trusting with the whole heart and not lean to their own understanding. Love is accepting Jesus as Lord without second questioning it. Love is using faith to believe in what you physically cannot see, but know it exists. I lift her up this morning and I declare your word. I come against any spells, any form of witchcraft that's been placed upon another that they're not aware of. Being under someone else's influence because of a chant or because of a doll or because of a string or because of any form of evil. Every voodoo spell canceled. Every Ouija board put away. Destroyed forevermore. These evil acts, these evil sayings, these evil accords, destroyed forever. Vampirism, Satanism, all these courts filled with hate. Racism is an occult. Come against it and we cast it down. Those are mountains that we cast down. Right now. And when we see people finally admit they made mistakes. And repent. We're not going to beat them over the head. Because we've been repenting. We've, we've been forgiven. We've repented. And we're still repenting. I come against that stubbornness upon some people who know they wrong people. I'm not going to name no names, but I see a person first and foremost who will apologize to America and all the nations for their selfishness. 
Because you're no longer going to be selfish. Your heart is being hearkened and being softened until loving humanity. Because a lot of us are brought up that way. We're taught how to be racist. We're taught how to think that the prosperity of American life is based upon wealth and power. For money is power to them. I have money so anybody do whatever I say. And there are a lot of people who are intimidated because of it. Because you have so much pull upon a person's life and lifestyle. That they become afraid so you won't mess with their life and their lifestyle. To keep their family safe. No more would you be blackmailing anyone. No more will you be this fake tough person on the outside. Your inward man will show forth first. The vulnerable side. The side that's crying out without pretending. I come against that spirit of bullying. No one will want to bully anymore. I thank God for some of the kids being at home. For those who were being bullied. God saved a lot of children from committing suicide. Because many of them had read the stories and testimonies on how many children who committed suicide because they were bullied. One little girl, junior high school, her father told her not to do something and she did it anyway. And he knew how much she cared about her hair. And how beautiful her hair was. So what he did was he cut her hair. And he put it on live Facebook while he was doing it. Humiliated her. And you know what she did? And a couple of days later. She hung herself. And the whole world is looking at her father saying it's your fault. You thought you were mocking your daughter to make fun of her. To get her to listen to you. Instead she killed her own self. Because she couldn't face the reality of the embarrassment. That what you done to her. And you supposed to be her protector. But you were protecting yourself. And not your child. Let's pray for the parents who are strung out on drugs. Who spent up the money for the kids food. Schooling and well-being. To get the drugs. And the kids are at home wondering how they're going to eat. Selling the food stamps. These are the things that's on God's, God's heart. Right now. Because the children are at home. See school was used to be their scapegoat. And there are some parents who feel as though they don't want to be mean to their children. They want to be their children's friend so they don't have a backbone. They tell their kids no. They don't want their kids to be angry at them. So they say yes to everything their kids say. Actually, the kids running the home. And the parents are doing, they, the parents are doing what? Teleworking. They escaped was going to work. Now they're at home with their children. 
who constantly keep eating up everything and not listening, not cleaning. And the parents can't take it anymore. But they don't want to put their foot down and let them know who's in control in this house. A lot of things, a lot of lies have been exposed, been as though that you and your partner are at home. And there are some of you who just allowing things to flow freely and smoothly. I'm not saying that you won't go through an obstacle or, you know, but you know you have the power to overcome it. And that's what we should be. I said to myself, I said, there are so many marriages who are not based upon God's bringing together. And I'm a testimony of that. But I thank God that I came to him. Well, he actually came to me about it. But he opened up my heart to ask him, did I make a mistake? He was waiting for me to ask that. I kept ignoring it because I didn't want to have that kind of conversation because whoever gets married to ever plan to divorce? No one. Especially, I'm, I felt like I was an innocent target because I wasn't looking for anyone. They came to me. And I kept trying to run away, but they were so persistent. So I began to say, okay, God, if this shield didn't show me this, that whole time it was the enemy in disguise. Because I was already out of position before I even got married. Let me clarify some things. Because I don't want anyone, I want you to know my testimony on how it is. And not you adding to my testimony. Or take anything away. I was already doing what I wasn't supposed to do. when I, I was already opened up for deception. Before I got married. Hallelujah. But I thank God that when I came to God and he said, you know, it was never my decision. I said, well, can you help me from this? What can I do? No, God said, if you're going to say it, say the whole thing. I was like, okay, God, well, now that you revealed to me, I made a mistake. You might as well go ahead now. I, I don't ruined everything. There's no hope for me anymore. I went too far this time. I said, just go ahead, God. You walk with me all this time and I just, look what I did. Just go ahead now. I'll be fine. Give up on me. I was asking God to give up on me. God said, I got this. He began to tell me what to do word from word. The price dropped drastically because I thank God that I never changed my last name. I was supposed to, but it just never happened. I was supposed to change my last name almost four years, more than four years ago. I never have any children. Never had anything in each other's name. It was as if, oh, without that paper, it was as if we were never married. Never had a wedding. Never had a reception. Never had any of that. And God said, word from word, he was telling me what to do to get out of it. 
And I thank God that I opened myself up. I wasn't caring about no humiliation. Well, a little bit I was. But to the point where I wasn't going to stop doing what God had me to do. I said, no, 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 no. I don't care. It has to be done. So I allowed God to, you know, word from word what to do. And thank God that's over. I didn't know who I got married to. I was like, who are you? I was greatly deceived. I was like, who are you? You're not the person that, what happened here? And it's not right that people do that to people. That's why we got to walk in position because Holy Spirit would have been told me had I not disowned Holy Spirit. I kept saying, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. (laughs) And I thank God that I'm just one of those who allow God to take over from there. Because there are a lot of people who in marriage right now who are not supposed to be in that marriage right now who are afraid to admit they made the same mistake I did to get out of it. And they in there for years just miserable with someone like that. It's no way. <laughs> it's no God know me. No way. It's no way. Gone. Deuces. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And there's nothing to say or brag about or even laugh about. Because mistakes like that we shouldn't allow to happen. Even having children out of marriage shouldn't happen. And just because you're married and having children, I pray that you be married to the right person that God has for you. Hallelujah. I don't know what that subject came on, came about. Just when I thought that it was no more hope for me. Just when I said, God, you know what? Go ahead and give up. God said, I'm about to bless you even more, honey. I'm about to bless you. I'm about to increase you in your calling. I'm about to increase you in sharpening your gifts. I'm about to make you and cause you to be very influential in this earth. Because you walk in love. You trust me. You love me. When I came across that scripture, when God said, upon those who hate me, I cried. I was like, what, 13? I cried and cried and cried. I couldn't hide my tears. I said, people hate you? I never knew that. How can they hate you? And for God to say that people hate him, that hurted me. I don't want you to see that. I don't want you to say that. I want you to know everyone loves you. Whether they're aware or not. You're a good father. That's how I grew up. So sweet. I still am. I didn't want God to say that. I said, I was like, God, don't say that anymore. We love you. But in his word, it said, if you love me, Fearing God is departing from evil. Fearing God is loving God. And when he say fear is not meaning to be afraid of. That's another scripture I was like, God, I don't understand. It's saying to fear you. I'm not afraid of you. I love you. Not understanding what he's talking about, but I'm still letting him know I love you. I don't, I'm not afraid. I don't hear God's name and say, oh, I'm hiding in the closet. 
No, I get out of the closet. Run to you. But it says to fear God is to depart from evil. I said, oh, okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. I had a lot of those moments in the Bible. I'm trying to tell you. And I ain't going to share all of them. Because <laughs> some, some of you guys would be like, for real cute, you ain't know that. So what? I know now. Hallelujah. And some of the things that you, you guys didn't know. All right, I share one. <laughs> I kept hearing about this lamb. And I was like, God, why is this lamb so important to you? I was like, who is this lamb? Why you pick a lamb? Why not a horse? Why not a dog? Any animal, a goat, anything. Hippopotamus, an ape. Why you choose a lamb? Why? What's so good about this lamb? I I was wondering this for like a whole day straight. What's so good about this lamb? They got songs about this lamb. The precious lamb of God. Now behold the lamb. What what is this lamb? Why? God, what's up with you and lamb? You got a thing for lambs? And then all of a sudden, my pastor, Pastor Cynthia, was preaching that day in Revelation. And she said, now behold the lamb, the precious lamb that was slain. I said, hold up. That was slain? Only Christ was slain. Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. Christ the lamb? <laughs> I never I never told anybody that. Because I was like, oh, okay. I had like a. A little moment right there, like, come on, for real. But I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, why keep saying this lamb? What's up with this lamb? The lamb is Christ. Ouch. And then when I started reading about the seals, I was really lost. I said, you know what? I ain't even going to touch this scripture for another five years. I didn't understand the opening of the seals and one had five heads and five horns and this and that. I'm, like, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm just lost. But now that I understand it, I embrace it. You know, the lamps and all that symbolizes the churches and things like that. It's very, very, uh, what you could say, it's more understandable once you embrace wisdom. You get all the understanding. Hallelujah. So I shared that embarrassing moment with you guys. (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't ever come to me and say anything about that lamb. I already exposed that in, that embarrassment at the time. But it's not going to be embarrassed about, actually. But when someone we come in contact with don't know a scripture that's, you know, the truth we feel as though they should know, we can't beat them up for it. I had one person say to me, like, they didn't know who Cain and Abel was. They didn't know who Joseph was. They didn't know who Jacob. They didn't even know who Abraham was. And I couldn't get mad, but I, I, I had to, I'm going to be honest, I had to catch myself. I was like, for real? I think I feel like, like I'm doing something. Like I'm teaching somebody when I didn't know who no sheep and the lamb was. They go, for real? You don't know who such a like, Stop playing. The whole time, God, like, who are you kidding? Just help them. All that ego, what are you doing? Just help them. Stop playing around. Just help them, please. So they can know too. Hallelujah. We got to help each other. Don't look at no one less significant because of something that they don't know. Teach them. Hallelujah. So I thank you all for your time this morning. I had to wrap it up like that. I thank you for your time this morning. I try to sneak that in there because I see the time. I got five minutes. 
And I thank you guys so much. I love you so much. Embrace more of heaven today. And when I say that, I mean more of heaven. Seek more of heaven to be released upon earth in your life right now. God, what can I do? How can I be more of a blessing from earth as it is in heaven right now? Give me some encounters, some words of wisdom, downloads, cures, inventions. Not to benefit myself, but that you be glorified. Because I don't want you not to be glorified in some areas. I'm tired of people going home due to the symptoms of cancer. Everyone's not going to, everyone has not that went home has not embraced that they were healed. So Father, for those who are, you know, hearts are a little more hard to receive, I pray their hearts become soft and be more receptive. But if you want me to pray for a physical cure, Let it be. Because everyone is not, I see, I'm being honest. Everyone is not receiving that Christ's blood healed them. And they still go home due to a lie. And I don't want to see that happen anymore. So what can I do about it other than pray and believe that it could take place today? That every report be turned around. I don't want to believe that we're healed and then I keep seeing funerals of people going home due to symptoms of cancer. What can I do about it physically? That's what I'm hungry for. Right now, having these together walks with us as parents, we stop abusing our kids. For those who are abusing their kids, I mean, smacking them, leaving bruises, telling them that they're dumb and ugly and stupid, fat. Come on. We can't, we can't do that. Hallelujah. So are we going to keep that in prayer? I love you all so much. Just take the focus off of us today and pray. And just pray for whatever comes to your heart. In Jesus' name, I love you so much. Enjoy your day, okay?